0: Greetings, Grapple Fan. Time once again for two different generations of professional wrestling fans to go through the same stuff you've heard if you've listened to this introduction many times over. Blah 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 blah. I'm your co-host, Lorcan Mullen, and with me, as always, swilling his drink at the moment, is my co-host
1: Simon Cross.
0: And so, Simon, we are co-hosting. Let me tell you something: where we go through Miss Dave Meltzer's blah 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 blah. So
1: you're right. I'm just, you got
0: somewhere you need to be. <laughs> uh, emotionally, many places. Physically, not so much. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm not
1: touching that one. <laughs> no. 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 No.
0: Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just. No, it's not the blues because we're getting to watch a lot of great wrestling. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I need to add some variety to that intro at some point. But what we don't necessarily need variety to even more. Um, ...matches involving Kenta Kabashi, necessarily, because we're on to the fourth straight match of this series of five matches involving Kenta Kobashi. They've got the full five out of five by Dave Meltzer, with no other matches involving any non-Kenta Kobashi participants involved. This time, after wrestling Stan Hansen a mere month or so earlier, he's against another big Gaijin opponent... The, probably the other big guy of all Japan wrestling at that time, as he faces off against Doctor Death Steve Williams. I think this is the only Steve Williams match on this uh, list, list that we have to go through. So, Simon, what were your what was your awareness of Steve Williams going into this?
1: Um, well, obviously, the I knew Steve Williams a little bit primarily from Legends of Wrestling. First of all, uh, that gamecube and ps2 game that was out years ago was
0: that the thing that I had missed... ron van Dam on it just between the time of ecw folding and him joining wwe
1: yes yeah it did um really good game though like really uh, so many uh, i saw loads of people from the past in it the counter system was good like one of my favorite like wrestling games
0: Maybe we'll have to do one of, an episode about that at some point with people who actually know stuff about
1: games. Because I sure as shit don't. <laughs> Whereas that's where my phenomenal wrist strength comes from. That and only that. Oh, okay. That's fair enough.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, he has wrists like Popeye. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, so yeah, this, I just wrote down Steve Williams. How I would describe Steve Williams is... If Stan Hansen had tried out for wrestling as well as football and maybe curb the drinking, he'd be a bit like Steve Williams. Stan yeah. Hansen's a Texan. Steve Williams is a good old Oklahoma boy. And he is a he's a tall guy, but he is as wide as he
1: is tall. He looks like a legit tough guy. Um, one he's of the very high waisted
0: trunks. Yeah, one of the most famous nipples. things
1: about Steve Williams and his toughness is that the uh, brawl for all concept was designed to have be a vehicle to showcase the toughness of Doctor Death, Steve Williams. Before yeah, well that, ago. amongst amongst other things, all went horribly, horribly wrong.
0: Yes, but this was when he was really building a reputation. He was really overtaking Stan Hansen at this point as the top. Threat Gaijin wrestler. I mean, he's the one that later on in this year, I believe. It was either 93 or 94. He is the one that dethrones Mitsuhara Masawa uh, for the Triple Crown. So, he is tippy-top guy right up there. Um, So but it's a very different match to the one that Kabashi has with Stan Hansen. I think this is more along the lines of what I expected. Like I said, what surprised me so much about the Kabashi Hansen match was how much of the offense was being taken up by Kabashi. Was Kabashi dominating a lot of the match yeah this one is a lot more back and forth Kabashi gets a lot in but so does steve williams uh the back and forth is really exemplified right at the start the feeling out process is very intense they kind of mean to matt wrestle but they're they're fighting so hard at it that it kind of goes into a a brawl pretty quickly
1: yeah it's uh it's more framed i think in the way that Kabashi feels like he has to get a lot in because the moment he gets a slight opening he just pours like offense into it mm. um he knows i think i think this is like if you follow the narrative through he's learned from the Hanson match not to let up, not to like just, just to swarm a dude when he's mm. got the chance' Cause he's he's he wrestles in a bit more of a vicious way mm. that he didn't in the Hanson match as well. I don't
0: know. I thought he was plenty vicious in the handsome match as well. To be honest, but it's
1: um, like it's in the facial expressions. There's like more of a anger when he doesn't yeah. like go his way because he's <laughs> been he's been in this situation before. He. Yeah.
0: The guy the guys I've been comparing him to for an American perspective or a Western perspective is you can see some of the baby face fire of Ricky steamboats. And you can also see the fantastic timing and ability to master so many different sort of moves as a Kurt angle. But what he's really, really good at is grimaces. I've not seen many men in wrestling that can grimace quite like Kent Gibashi can either in anger or in pain or in somewhere in between.
1: Frustration, mm. which we see a couple of times in this.
0: Yeah. And Steve Williams is a lot more controlled fury compared to Stan Hansen. He doesn't he doesn't kick a, a ring boy or anything like that. No. He's full on. And what's interesting also is that he Hulk Hogan's up at one point. He's like, no selling chops. Kabashi's getting frustrated and then he's hitting back with punches and a... And a finishing move. <laughs> yeah. I put it down, he's hulking up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean like um at the start as well he does a bit of like just bat um, have Kib- has Kabashi bounce off of him and then hits him with an almighty spine buster. Yeah. That's a lot in the first minute and you're like, oh. He does like, quite... that that move just like that one singular moment just defines how much of deep water Kabashi's in in this match.
0: He does try to do at one point a great mooter-esque handspring elbow on the outside. That
1: oh, you have of, it as an kind elbow. Kind of you.
0: reminds me of my uh, the cartwheel. Reminds me of when you're about four or five and you're starting to try and do cartwheels in the garden. and like, the, older, the older kit, girl yeah. can do it really well, but then like the like her three year old younger brother can't do it as well. Yeah, that, that three year old brother's version of a cartwheel was basically what Steve Williams did in that point. <laughs> But they're throwing everything at each other there's tradings of slaps and chops and um fighting outside the ring they 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 really it's a back it's a back and forth thing, and they also get across some of the more um deadly holds and the deadly moves without them being executed like whenever Steve Williams gets a gut wrench, it's like he's going to go for the doctor bomb and Kabashi's desperately trying to fight off that yeah but more importantly, when he looks like he's going for a backdrop, Kabashi's trying to fight that off, and we will see exactly why later on in the match.
1: Yeah, but um, um go on, sir. I was just going to say it's all in the way that Williams, the way Williams moves Kabashi across the ring when he's on the offensive as well, um, like the 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 whips into the turnbuckles. He just like the the the, fer- the ferocity. I was going to say velocity, but I changed it. Um, the ferocity the of how velocity. he just <laughs> the way he just launches him across the ring, you know, he just he's like it's like Kabashi is like a Rey Mysterio against Kevin Nash almost in terms of the the amount of the way he moves him, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think Kabashi's also very good at putting across the danger of his opponents uh, for yeah. example, when, when Williams charges at him for like a, a charging clothesline, Kabashi's always trying to intercept it. He does it like he, he gets him into a sleeper hold. And mm. it, again, that's another way of showing, okay, he clearly had that move scouted because he knows how dangerous that move is when he hits it. So when Williams does hit it later on, you know how important the severity of it is. Um, what's, uh, what I also... This was one of the things I felt from watching it, was this seemed like a match between two people that don't speak a shared language, but have had to place a certain amount of trust that they can communicate with each other almost non-verbally. Like, there's no great... There's not much in the way of any sense of synchronised or um preempted moves. Like, it's not pre-prepared. It feels like it's a journey as they're going along with one another. And they're open... To what the other one's gonna do. But there were just moments where, just watching it, it did seem like it was being improvised in the moment that they were calling it in the ring Mm. without necessarily. I mean, obviously, in Japan, it it just. It's kind of like how. um, Did you know that the language everyone has to speak in air traffic control uh, is. Between air traffic control and pilots is English. Even if it's like a a Spanish pilot and a Mexican air traffic controller, they have to speak to each other in English.
1: I didn't know it went that far.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess it's, so. it's a case of record and, you know, communication settings. To be fair, there's only about 200 words you would ever need to use in or should use in air communication. So it's not like you've got to be fluent in the language. Yeah. You just need to know the code words. And I think that's the same with wrestling, in a way. Because often you see the referees... I, I think when they do... when when Like in Japan, when there's a count-out... 1 to 20, they're counting in English. Counting in
1: English, yeah.
0: Not in Japanese, uh, with the ring announcer as well. So it's sort of English is the universal, like how English is the universal language of the UN and the EU for now. Um, and <laughs> at time of recording. At time of recording. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and in, uh, in yeah, just it's, it's the close thing to a collective universal language. Because thanks to Western imperialism, we're number <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> this is what most people know. Um, but yeah, the crowd just going crazy for Kabashi. I think you get the sense that Kabashi is desperate. Like, the story of this year is where is Kabashi going to get his big win. His big pinfall win over someone, or his singles win. That he didn't quite get it against Stan Hansen. Maybe he'll get it against Steve Williams. Maybe he'll get it... He didn't quite get it against Toshiaki Kawada in that Champions Carnival match that kicked this off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he goes for his big moves, the crowd are going crazy. Like when he hits Steve Williams with the moonsault, the crowd lose, the crowd always lose it when Kabashi, he does this sort of like, um, I can't verbalize it, but he's, like, his arms crooked, He like pumps his fist to the crowd almost. Uh, like, like Nadal, Rafael Nadal, when he gets a good shot in or something. Yeah. Does that to the crowd, and that's the sign that he's going for the moon salt. The crowd, it knows. sort of
1: starts a little bit before that, where he's like always like perfectly forty-five degree angled body slam.
0: Mm, yeah, and he sometimes like, that... he sometimes props it with a leg drop as well. It's like how when Kijimuto goes for his moon salt, he always does a, a backbreaker off of it. Uh, when The Rock goes for the people's elbow, he does it from a he did it from a body slam first, but then he switched it to a spine buster. Um, Spawnbuster
1: just looks better. Yeah,
0: yeah. You, you just know from the positioning of where they are in the ring what's coming next. Yeah. Um, so when Kabashi hits his moonsault and it doesn't get the three count, the crowd and Kabashi seem heartbroken. Like, there is an almost... That's a great of,
1: facial from him there.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, just utter, like... Almost despair. Like, he looks like he's close to tears. Like, why can't I get this done? Why can't I finish this? Uh, And then, so he goes for the moonsault again, and it lands on the knees. Um, Then, Williams goes for a tackle and a doctor bomb, which I couldn't tell at the time if it was botched or not. Like, if it was meant to hit it. But then, Kabashi came up and hit him with a lariat, which makes me think it was meant to not quite work to give you another hope spot. Yeah. Uh, Then... Steve Williams hits some of his moves, and Oklahoma Stampede gets two. The Lariat gets two. Um, char- oh yeah, then he charges and he gets uh, again. Uh, uh, Williams goes for the charge, and again, Kabashi turns it into a sleeper. But this time, he's uh, Williams is able to position him and turn the sleeper into the backdrop driver.
1: Yeah. A hell of an emphasis on driver, by the way.
0: This is the the thing I knew about all Japan matches from around this time was this where sort of the head dropping phenomenon came into being, and And this is the first match where it seems noticeable. I mean, you look at the Tenru Saruta match, Ten uh, Saruta uh, Misawa match, even in those six man matches, it was still flat back bumps and maybe some high angle suplexes.
1: And the pile drivers were always with knees comfortably first as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. This looked like if you'd have gone one uh, like six inches wrong, there's a broken neck. And he does it like two or three times in this match.
1: Yeah, the um, well, he does it like three sort of times in a row. Yeah. um, At one point, and the second one of those, I I made a very, I made a very involuntary noise. Yeah. uh, When I was watching it, Um, as I say, we we have recently. Had a discussion on um, what to what where's the where's the line in terms of what they're willing to do for our entertainment and this does this is you a got great rid of,
0: yeah if you got rid of instead of it being a head drop back drop driver and if instead he'd hit a back suplex flat back bump
1: with the same like the same like for. Well, if, but it does he, look more yeah. dangerous.
0: It does look more effective. It yeah. looks more powerful, and it provokes a bigger reaction. Yeah, and that's what wrestlers are always looking to do. They want to provoke reactions out of you, so they push it. And head dropping will continue to become more prevalent because it provokes a reaction. So that's the question. You know, it like the match did get more exciting. It did get more exciting in a sort of in the same way that someone jumping out of a uh. a a plane with an extra obstacle attached to their parachuting is. You know, like if you make like one of their hands a tie behind their back or something.
1: Yeah. Or when that guy jumped from the edge of space, when he started spinning, everyone was like, ah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, but then do you want people to do that for our entertainment? But let's not get into that, but it's just, it makes it more, it makes, you know, it provokes a big reaction. And this is also the other thing that you see the sort of... Not necessarily a no-sell, but, like, Kabashi starts trying to get up immediately after he's hit with the second back-drop mm-hmm. driver. And he's pushing himself up to his feet, like, clinging onto the ropes. And it's that, to me, the story of that has always been they're desperately trying... They know that, like, subconsciously, if they go down, they stay down. So this is them almost as a ghost within themselves trying desperately to survive human
1: instinct kicks in to get you again as soon as possible yeah do you know what i mean which does happen um you see it in like boxing sometimes people get hit and they try and pop straight back up Mm. to which is detrimental they could have took a a extra couple of seconds it's human nature if if you're put if your body's If you're in danger and your body's put in a position Which isn't the prime defensive position You will try to get back into the prime defensive position Yeah So, there is a logic to him trying to get back up What will
0: happen in later matches And later years is Kabashi will pop up immediately and hit His own move And then they're both down So it's like a delayed reaction
1: And that's where it gets a bit
0: I don't know, it's like, I remember Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens Doing, I mean, you see it happening now in WWE Yeah Um I don't know, I don't know, it's... If you make it that they just rolled through the move and the move didn't actually hit right, then that's fine, but if it's just... I mean, you know, like, Leo Rush famously took, like, a Sunset Flip powerbomb off the top of a ladder through a table, and then he just stood up. <laughs> like You're not the Undertaker, mate. <laughs> yeah. You can't reach the Undertaker's nipple, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so, well, I guess that you've got that as well, haven't you? The Undertaker with the zombie sit-up thing... Which was which preceded this, I suppose. Well, it's around the same time that the yeah. sit-up aspect to it became more prevalent. But um,
1: but, but, but he then, was down for a few seconds and then yeah. sat up. He didn't pop up. It's a bit different. No,
0: but he is getting up quicker than you would expect. But yeah. that's telling the story of he's on his last legs and Williams knows this and clutches him, hits him with his third backdrop driver and that's enough for the three counts. What's interesting as well at the end of this is that Steve Williams, again, like you know, in all Japan, a lot of the time they aren't heels, necessarily. Like, I mean, Stan Hansen walked away, but Steve Williams actually helps Kabashi up to his feet. And, and they embrace. Yeah. So, it's more of a sporting spectacle, but I think it, it is just that sense of the story is when is Kabashi going to get that big win,
1: I suppose. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will like to say, like, just as like a general aside, um. Out of all the singles matches I've watched, oh, so far in this, well, the Japanese single match, so once it's one of the ones where I feel the outside the ring interactions when they're going home,
0: with the brawl on the outside,
1: the, on the outside. It, it's some of the best of that I've seen. I yeah. think
0: it's fairly short-lived, and it's one. It's getting, them getting. I tell you what, was, I really liked was when Kabashi clothesline lariated um, Williams early on. And it knocked him to the outside, but it knocked him to the outside just sort of through force of him being hit. It wasn't yeah. the classic being clotheslined over the top rope like in a Battle Royal or something he like goes, that. He goes like
1: between the first and the second, doesn't he? He just he falls just, through. Like, yeah, it. he
0: just clobbers him, and as he's taking the bump, he falls to the outside.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I guess, again, more like a boxing thing where just someone keeps hitting you and hitting you, and you fall back, and you just got nowhere else to go because of where you're positioned.
1: I did love um Kibashi's sort of um swinging DDT from the top of the barrier. That's a very good balancing act. Mm. Um especially or especially cuz it's not the flat ones you get now in WWE with the padding. Mm. Mm.
0: Uh there was it was interesting actually. I think it was after that that you could actually see them talking to each other briefly. Like William sort of covers his mouth like a modern day footballer wary of lip readers. Um and they do seem to discuss something and then Kabashi charges him and, and Williams hits him with a power slam. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. But I guess last match I gave Kabashi Hansen, I gave it five stars and you didn't. Kabashi Williams, Simon, are you willing to give this one five stars? Or would um, you kabash it unnecessarily?
1: Now, see, just because I don't give something five stars doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, thankfully, this isn't an argument I have to go down with this match, because I do actually give this match five stars.
0: Interesting. What, what, what tipped it in the... Like, this is only the... Third. Third third match? (laughs) Second of that's involved, Kenta Kabashi. So he's your favourite so far, it seems.
1: All round, yep.
0: Although the first singles match with Kabashi. What, what tipped it in the balance for you? Is it just because I've been guilt-tripping you for ages about not doing them?
1: Uh, no, no, it's just what to to go back to the previous one how i just didn't get swept up in the hanson match i appreciated all the technical aspects of it but i just didn't get quite swept up in it i was swept up in this i i was like going from move to move like oh, what's going to happen next and i think if i could quantify the x factor somewhat i think that's it to go from just a man watching a wrestling match to a man caring about what happens in this wrestling match that took place Going on twenty six years ago this mm. year, mm. I, I think for me, I, that's that's what re- that's what five star wrestling is. Something that I can revisit quarter of a century later, and I care about the result seeing it for the first time.
0: Do you think that Kabashi losing to Hansen in the previous match in Fort? So, do you think it's also that question of like extra textual knowledge? you sort of are starting to see this journey of Kabashi through five matches and you've seen him getting closer and closer Yeah. do you think that that is like if you'd have gone into this as your first Kenta Kabashi match do you think you'd have given it five stars if you didn't know what Kenta Kabashi was capable of providing or what a Kenta Kabashi match is (sighs) Is it, it's kind of it's hard to say. Do it, it, you, it, it, do you get where I'm very, coming from. Yeah,
1: I do get your point. But it, it, it's a very hard question to answer. Um I just think between the two stories, this one benefited um I think Williams was just in some ways his movement was more in keeping with what Kabashi could do than Hanson's. It's not do a they detrimental thing to Hansen's other more. Yeah, yeah, there's could no he more... Was more
0: that Steve Williams was close to his physical prime than Stan Hansen was maybe.
1: Yes. Yes, I that's that is what I'm trying to say. I think Hansen did did the best he could with the body he had at that time. Mm. But I think there's a better variant of Stan Hansen that existed before that.
0: So you think if that had been 93 Kabashi against 83 Hansen it might have been a five-star match.
1: Quite possibly. Yes. Okay. Well, It's
0: not not a first that you've given something five stars, but it will be a first that you've given something five stars that I don't give five stars to. Because I think it's the opposite. I was more taken by the handsome match than I was by this match overall. Maybe because the handsome match surprised me more. Williams kind of gave me what I expected. Okay. The handsome match didn't. And so that's probably where I'm coming from. I, I quite like the surprise, but and I, I, I that's respect, not to say yeah. I really loved this match as well. I did, but yeah. I loved the handsome match more. And if I love this less, that doesn't mean that you have to have. You know, there are there are five star matches I like more than other five star matches, but yeah. I don't like any of the five star matches less than I like this one. So this one doesn't quite get five stars from me. We don't say what it gives. What we will give it but well, maybe no. you could kind of get a grasp of what we would if we were asked to quantify by certain measurements, depending on how you looked at it, but we're not going to say that.
1: Especially with my um, conversation about the UWF match, I think you yeah. pretty much grasped what I'd have given that.
0: But what we are going to say, Simon, is what our next match will be, the final one of this quintology of Kenta Kibashi matches, and it's the last match of 1993, the last tour of 93 for all Japan. It's the real-world strongest tag team tournament, and it's the final as Kabashi teams up with Mitsuhara Masawa to take on the holy demon army of Toshaki Kawada and Akira Tawe, The four pillars of all Japan in their pure, purest, undiluted by a Yoshinari Ogawa to be seen anywhere. And let's see just how good they can get. But until then, Simon, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do so?
1: Uh, They can get in touch with me on Twitter Where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free Uh, So known for the back uh, Suplex drivers That finished this match Backdrop drivers ah, They look the same as a suplex Hmm. But um, yeah so known for the number of those That it took Steve Williams to um, Put my boy Kobashi away
0: Mm. Uh, If you want to get in touch with me It's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L A -A for all Japan N for new Japan uh, that's my Twitter handle, email address, if you put an dot at gmail.com at the end of it. Letterboxd, uh Facebook, Tumblr, if I ever go on Tumblr, that's what it will be. Instagram, all that kind of stuff. If you really want to know how my thumb hygiene's going on, check out my Instagram account. <laughs> um, sometimes it's really quite disgusting. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with us on the show, if you want to get in touch with us to email us to answer your respondents in our... Uh, every 10th episode debriefing session or just you want to chat anyway by all means get on our Twitter account LMTYSPOD uh, one day we'll tweet ourselves from that Simon's yep. in charge of social media that's all I've got to say um, and if you want to email us then you just put an at gmail.com at the end of LMTYSPOD and we will get in touch with you through that again Simon's in charge of that so if you've had an email and you haven't had a response He's who you can blame, and he's giving you all the ways of getting in touch with him to blame him. There you go. But until our next episode, my name's Lorcan Mullen. My name's
1: Simon Cross.
0: Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five star time. Until the next time.